Oh. Go, go, Power Rangers. Make my monster grow! Apparently, she actually says that. Wait, no, this is not... Really? Awesome. I can't wait to see this movie. But she couldn't... That's a guy? Yeah. And a flute. Is there a flute? No? Oh, he's whistling it too, so it's just... So he's like a human didgeridoo. Yeah, totally. That's what I want to be when I grow up. A didgeridoo. No, no you didgeridoo don't. <laughs> he does like... <laughs> this guy is like the Razel of Mongolian... Um, so, did you okay. know that uh, Salt Lake City is big? captured me at the Arcadia. We were headed somewhere called the Hive. Stop! There, to the east. Still headed our way. You know what it is? Umbrella. Dr. Isaacs. I thought that you killed him. I thought so too. He has an army of undead with him. They'll be here within hours. What do we do? Why the hell are we asking her? She's a stranger. You should have trusted her. Listen, hey, 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 don't you touch me, Doc! Put it down! You put it down! Listen, you put it down! Hey, look at me. It's because you think you should be in charge. Doesn't make it so. Just, hey. You listen to me, Doc. You're gonna regret it. All of you! All of you! Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 112, and my name is Scott. My name is Jared. My name is Michael. Oh, the crew is back. Boom. Nice. On today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching, as well as the week in film news. Do you guys have anything? Mm-hmm. Ma- Matrix Some... reboot? Have we, fi- we talked about that. Uh, we talked about that. We'll see what pops Talk up. Here. But we're here to discuss... Daniel Espinoza and his movie Life. Yeah. Mm. It's just, you know, it's about being alive on the so space station. Live, living the life, right? Yeah. We all, the life that we all know as elite astronauts it's studying about, a Mars return mission. It's about Milton Bradley's board game. <laughs> oh, I never thought of that. That game sucked. <laughs> game of life. This is not a, it's a wonderful life. No, that game was brutal. This is not Life of also, Pi. Also, the serial life was shitty. So, this name had not much going for it. <laughs> We're going to find out if this movie has anything going for it. Um, but, some housekeeping. Yeah, we got some things to do. Oh my god. Some thanks to say, maybe? Well, 
This show is brought to you by our Patreon subscribers, patreon.com slash vertical viewing. You can become a hydrogen, helium, or lithium level subscriber. Very cool molecules. Right? Uh, $1, $2, $3 a month. You can Becoming a $3 level subscriber is suggested, just like our gracious donors, Martin and Chris, have done. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Amazing work. Uh, we extend a psychic bear hug to you uh, on behalf of the Vertical Viewing Podcast. These guys keep it vertical. They help us keep those lights on and offset the cost of seeing movies putting on the show. So, sorry, are we sending a bear hug psychically, or are we sending a psychic bear to no. give them a hug? It's it's a a bear hug that is done digitally. Maybe okay. a digital bear hug. Is there that better? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Makes, makes more yeah. sense. You Virtual can, bear hug. If it's a if you have a laptop, you can like squeeze it around you a little bit. Yeah. So Martin and Chris, we thank you very much. Uh, we encourage anyone who wants to support the show, please go to Vertical Viewing on Patreon. You can uh, subscribe there. You can find an exclusive episode right now. If you're a Patreon donor, what can you get, Red? What 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 did we do in this around is, December of 2014? This is like a a coveted gem of an episode. People this is have actually, wanted to listen to this. This is our number one, our very first vertical viewing. And in this episode, we talk about Nightcrawler, Jake Gyllenhaal. And I think there might also be some other cool stuff. We talk about Bitcoins. Yeah. Which come up on the show often. <laughs> uh, I think you enjoy Bitcoins quite a bit. I, they just are weird and cool. And I don't know why you can make them. Yeah. You can mine them out of nothing. Yeah, you just need a computer. It's not worth it anymore. So that's not out of nothing. <laughs> There's none left. Um, yes, patreon.com slash vertical viewing. Martin and Chris are lithium level subscribers. We thank you very much. Yes, thank you very much. There'll be some more stuff coming up there soon as oh, well. Oh, yes. All sorts of goodies. Uh, stay tuned to that. You can subscribe to all of our episodes on Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or the podcast software of your choice going to iTunes, leaving us that five-star review every time, and a recipe for some sort of, what I don't know, carrot, carrot cake. Oh, good one. Good one. We're heading into, you know, that time of year. Are we? Yeah. We're getting close to Easter. Okay. They're selling, they're selling mini eggs. <laughs> Am I only allowed to eat carrot cake around Easter? Because I think I've been doing it wrong. Well, no. no, but that you just put little bunny decorations on it. Easter that makes and, sense. And then it's mm-hmm. okay. And you leave it out for the Easter bunny. I get it now. Just carrots. Yeah. Bugs. Bunnies. It's all it, about Jesus. It's the circle of life. <laughs> Go to iTunes and leave us your five star review and your favorite uh, carrot religious religious based carrot cake it's recipe. Also, if you will. I think we missed like Noru's, but you could send some tasty Persian pastry recipes. Ooh, okay. I don't if you, okay. if you celebrate <laughs> That's our, our Muslim friends out there. I like it. You can mm. visit our website. It is verticalviewing.com. There's a donate button. You can sub- support us there if you want as well. Like that's another it's method. It's also cool. You can set up uh, PayPal donations right through that yellow shiny donut. Donut. It's not well, quite a donut. If, if we were. I feel we need to change the icon to a donut. Well, now. we can. I mean, if, if, yeah, we, if we get enough goals. Pay- it, it, Priorities. <laughs> if we get enough patrons on our Patreon page, we might start shipping donuts out. It it is like that dude on Kickstarter who created a 
potato salad Kickstarter. Really? It, it was it was just potato salad, and he just thought this was going to be hilarious, and I think he got millions, or, or you know, of donors, and he had to ship potato salad out to everyone. So his entire life is now devoted for, to potato for salad. For a while, it was, and he uh, he had to go he had to come through on it, you know. So hold us to that. Click the, click the donut button <laughs> and turn us into some sort of crazy donut podcast where we... There are a lot of great donuts in Vancouver. Talk about movies and also... Yeah, there actually are. Yeah, we, we can sell you donuts maybe <laughs> like with movie-related quotes on them. I have oh, no idea. We'll do like vineyards, except it'll be donut pairings for oh, movies. This sounds unhealthy. Here are our donut pairing suggestions for this film. <laughs> I like it. We're doing it. Your thoughts and recommendations can go to our email address. It is verticalviewing at gmail.com. You can check us out on Twitter, at verticalviewing, at verticalviewingpodcast on Instagram. A lot of good shit happening there. It's on fire. Red's taking control of that thing all the way from Phoenix. Just one time. I had very little access. Okay. (laughs) But I had to throw up a quote from the old Dark Tower because, you know, King is killing. legit. It was a long-ass Instagram post with a bunch of nerdy-ass Dark Tower shit that <laughs> yeah, doesn't make any sense to me, but pretty, makes pretty sense. sweet, though, right? Makes sense to a lot of people. So it's you like are welcome, sweet. listeners. You're welcome. Uh, follow me on Ladderboxed. Scott Wilson with two L's. Mike is on there, but nothing's... I've been busy. Nothing's, I've, been, I've been in the Grand Canyon. They Red don't doesn't have do I've also been busy, Canyon. but it's gonna... One day, it'll get going. We can get going... Guys, you guys are all deep at work here. Just you, you, you looking guys, at my list, making you, sure I'm ready to go. Well, what is happening? What's going on right now? Red, Just, you, you, you weren't here last week. No, I wasn't. Um, so I have a few things, um, but I could start with a game. You, maybe? Play, you play Disc Jam. Yeah, Disc Jam. You know, it sounds <laughs> this game like. looks ridiculous. It sounds like an unfortunate thing that might happen with your computer when you can't get that <laughs> DVD out that or something. That's actually shit. A, like, a, the worst name ever. The, the, yeah, but it's not at all. It's, a, the it's finance, a really cool, like. The producers of that game probably suggested can we not call it Disc Jam, please? It's basically. Well, you can't call it Frisbee. Like, it's a disc, right? It's Windjammers. There's a Neo Geo game called Windjammers that is a side-scrolling version of this. It's it's Pong. Basically. It's Shuffle Puck. It's, it's yeah, different, shuffle, different right? ways of catching a disc that you're being, throwing at and be having thrown at you. You know, It's, it's a tennis racquetball It, it looked a lot like thing. Pong to me. It's when, uh, really fun. It's super fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really addictive. I was playing with Tim for a little while. Um, the learning curve is really quick, um, and there's incentives, so you want to buy new suits, and you want to get new characters. It's really cool. I, I, I have to say, that they are almost carbon copying the Rocket League aesthetic. The, the menus, like, the, the that's what you have to, I but think. Literally, the, the way that the menus bubbles look, and, and even the layout with everything on the left side with a with a graphic towards the right middle that you can sort of rotate around and why reinvent the wheel right well it, it's it's, if, it's if right I, aimed right at my if, face if I was, and it hit me perfectly. what are they called psionics or whatever cryonics the guys who make rocket psionics i would be kind of pissed if i saw this well jam. i i would have bought them months ago <laughs> <laughs> anyways disc jam is really fun it's free on playstation for, playstation plus it's free right now um it's not that expensive anyways um and if you're looking for kind of a single-serving game, like I love Rocket League because I can sit down and just play a match. They're not that long. 
I can also sit down and play Disc Jam. And oddly enough, it's a good it looked game, fun right? enough that the old uh, wife wanted to have a go. So it's uh, yeah. also something that you can share with uh, two nice. player at home. I think that's where I. I think that's where I would kind of want to play it is, is co-op styles. I don't know if I'd want to play against my friend because then you would hate each other. You'd get all pissed <laughs> off. And no, playing doubles is really fun. I, I would rather the, do that. The Zoom changes. Yeah. So the game kind of changes. You know, the dynamic of where you are in the court is really important and how you play your, your bump move as the yeah, yeah. front. It, it, it's really cool. Um, so Disc Jam, check it out. Uh, I also watched uh, Legion, a couple episodes of Legion, you finally you got into watching this because well, I, I watched the first episode. It's on demand, but they don't show all the episodes. You have to be caught up. So I'm I'm trying to get caught up so that I can watch the ones on demand. It's awesome. Um, so I talked about this when the first one aired. I was going Gaga. You, we watched a little bit of the intro. Yeah, and then I had rewatched that. Then the full first episode, and now two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it seems to be uh, maintaining. I really enjoyed the two episodes. Uh, I can't wait to continue, uh, and I'm hearing really bad things about Iron Fist, so I've needed yeah, something this to... This is the one to watch, I oh, think. fuck yeah. Iron Fist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like this this man with the yellow eyes in uh, Legion. He's really scary, and... It's way cooler it's of a, a comic tr- book It's such show. a trippy show. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like a, a comic that would have played with the medium, so you get a, a, a show that's sort of playing with the medium, I right? Get, I, I feel like a weird Spawn vibe to some of it. Like at least for to him that yellow eyed dude, he reminds me of John Leguizamo. Uh, I I really like it, and I can't wait to see. I get the Fight Clubby vibe sort of off it. Yeah. sometimes. Um, mm. But uh, I enjoyed mm-hmm. what I've seen. Can't mm-hmm. wait for more. To reiterate that, don't watch Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I read Outcast Volume Four, the Kirkman and uh, Azessit. I don't know how to say the other name. Um, Azacita or Azacita. Anyways, volume four. This is, uh, I think the first volume was made into, they're making this into a TV show. Okay. The, the graphic novels are amazing. I'm really enjoying it. It's, uh, you know, Outcast. people are possessed and there's a priest and a young guy sort of after the demons because they can get them out of you if they get you in time okay oh right i remember this is already a show right yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah. uh i really enjoy it and it's getting better and better so hmm. uh if you haven't already then but you, you also should. read lumber janes i also what i haven't this? finished this what yet but this I, I picked up volume two of lumber janes friendship to the max lumber janes <laughs> this is from uh water's the subtitle there <laughs> this is from waters stevenson ellis and allen um this is a really uh, fun. It's like a kids thing, um, or teens, I guess. But it's a bunch of girls at a summer camp. But you know they've covered up the part on the camp, the the sign that says the camp for girls. So it's the camp for awesome lady types. And you keep seeing pages. The comic book will be a page of like the Lumberjanes manual, uh, and it's all sort of like the um, Cub Scouts type thing. It's all very proper. But there's like you can see where they've used marker on it to scratch out the parts they don't like and adjust it. And they're sort of fun, scrappy young girls. And it's, I don't know. I I would recommend it for uh, anyone that's like babysitters club in the forest. 
way it's way funnier than <laughs> any of that shit. Like I I have it because I find it hilarious, and I know that if I have it on the shelf when Sydney starts, my daughter starts reading. That it's something that she can enjoy, and there's no cursing, and how they avoid cursing is hilarious, and <clears throat> the ridiculous, just imaginative stuff. There's so far, I'm, like I said, I'm not done, but like within the first couple pages, there was velociraptors <laughs> jumping out of porta potties and stuff. Um, yeah, it sounds legit. Okay, the last one was that, called that "Beware does. the Kitten Holy." Uh, this one uh, and involved basically the uh, the Boy Scouts going bad. Um, and so now I'm not really sure what this one is really going to get into, but they've defeated the Velociraptors. <laughs> okay. Well, one of the girls, know. one of the girls actually, you know, uh, lassoed one of them. So it was cool. Nice. Um, I also watched Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer. Okay. So the Arnold Schwarzenegger ones. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the good ones. Yeah. Well, the good one. Yeah. Those are like <laughs> hard R, like those are R rated movies. Well, there's like lots be. of nudity and like violent gore, and yeah. uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is gigantic. Apparently, he is he like in the first one, he's so big, and I heard uh, that he actually had to during the filming and leading up to it, he had to dial back his shoulder and bicep workouts because he couldn't swing the sword the way that Conan <laughs> needed to swing the sword. <laughs> So he's actually like it would have been a terrible, yeah. like a terrible fighter. Yeah. Yeah. In, anyways, muscles he looks way. way more like an actual barbarian in the second one. Um, yeah. Did the, did the sec like they did a reboot or remake Jason Momoa? Did, did that thing do anything or no? It was okay. Okay. Jason like, Momoa made one. Yeah. Jason Momoa is a great pick for Conan for the reboot. The problem was the script was just not so great. Like Stephen Lang was the bad guy. It looked just whatever. Yeah. It uh like just mushy shame. Mushy mud. Some stuff was alright. The rest was really cookie cutter. Okay. What do you got for us, Mike? What's going on? Uh well I'm gonna start with a game. I, I know this is a movie podcast, but I, I really have to mention this. This I, is also a gaming podcast. I, well that's true, that's true. I'm gonna talk about a game too. So, so there's there's one we, I think it, we brought it up before, maybe never while we're recording. Anyway, I'm just going on record again saying Mass Effect is one of my favorite sci-fi, if not my favorite sci-fi universes that exist. It's fucking, we just fist bumped. Yeah, you're, uh, you're going to want to take that fist bump back in a second. No, no, I love, no, I love the universe of Mass Effect. However. Uh-oh. Here we go. Mass Effect the Phantom Menace that just came out. Andromeda. Um, shoot. Mass Effect Andromeda is not good. Red, have you seen any of the gifts or any of the stuff from this? I saw like a clip of uh, like a Mako getting flipped and somebody in a red suit taking cover behind it while firing at soldiers. So you've seen how buggy this thing is. No, no that all looked pretty cool. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you haven't seen it. So yet. the no. thing, like it has some bug issues for sure. Uh, the animations and just like they're a big hot topic right now because they're just awful. Uh, it's kind of like the the C team uh, at Bioware because I think they had a big ta- talent uh, exodus. Or did they just rush it out? Maybe? I think well they they could have rushed it out as well. Um, the because char- the character models and the animation all look sort of shitty. They look which, worse than Mass Effect Three. Which I thought Three looked pretty great at the time. Anyway, five years ago. Um, <laughs> so they do wor- look worse than Three. I thought I was playing on like a first 
generation PlayStation 3 or something like that. Like they they might look better on the PC where they have more options, but seriously, I've played Witcher 3 on the PlayStation 4 and it looks amazing. I just played Horizon. It looks incredible. Yeah. And then I go to this shit, which okay, fine. <laughs> Graphics chalk that up to not so great. Cool. Moving on. I can get acclimatized to that. I've played games that were older before. The graphics don't really bug me that much once I get used to it. Awesome. But, but you're here you to... You need good gameplay for, the, for but that. But no, though. you're here for some good storytelling, I'm, aren't you? Yeah. You're here for some good character development. I, I, want, and- I want some good gameplay and some good story. Because Mass Effect, arguably, the, the central mechanic of Mass Effect is the interaction, the... The you conversation can go rogue, we, or dude, you, you, can you go, just want to get laid, is what you want to do. What's you the other one called? Uh, rogue or uh, Paragon, Paragon or Renegade? Renegade. Yeah, not uh, they don't really have that anymore. It's it's uh, there's four. There's like logical, emotional. Uh, it, I like the way they've done it with the uh, the conversation wheel. However, I don't give a shit about what's happening in this game. So I like to consume my games as quickly as possible when I enjoy them. Like I every every I do the same thing with books. As soon as I start something and I'm enjoying it. I just have to power through and finish it. Uh, I did that with Horizon, just the main story. Then I went back and did side stuff. Did that with Witcher 3 the first time. I just need to know because the story is grabbing me. I I could care less. I couldn't care less with with Mass Effect Andromeda. It's super generic. Uh, I've actually, after the first play session, which was a few hours, I considered just trading it in for Damn. something else. Oh, no. and it, this is my favorite game universe ever. So in this game is your No Man's Sky. Yeah, basically. I was super excited for this. Uh, and it's such a huge letdown. It feels a lot like Mass Effect 1, but not in a good way because... Mass Effect 1 was like, whoa, what's this? Mass Effect was brand and new. And now you're like, whoa, brand what new. is this? The inventory management system was shit in 1. Uh, the menus were a bit of a mess. And then they tightened it all up for 2 and changed things. And that's what everybody wanted. They and, wanted a remake of 2. Well, and 3... I really liked three. I know I'm, I, I whatever. The entire game is the ending, not just the ending is the ending with three. But they fucked it. They up. went back to a Mass Effect one feel, but it's just it's such a mess. Like all all the uh, the menus. There's so many things that are wrong with this game, and it just breaks my heart. I'm like, okay, the story is <laughs> going to be interesting, but it's not. I've probably put in about ten hours at this point, and I don't care. Yeah, it's sort of like, like, imagine watching a Next Generation episode and then having it not even be a interesting yeah. plot. None of the characters are very interesting. They all just seem to be lesser versions that's, of that's what we've why got we before. That's why we all came, we all, we all put our, our pants on and got our big boy pants going for this Mass Effect. We're all here for the characters. We're not here for the gameplay or well, no, I think gameplay is really important it, too. Not for massive. It never has well, been for well, Mass Effect. I, I, I'd argue that. But you can't have bad gameplay, or else no one will. Mass play. Effect Two was really good, and Mass Effect Three made it even better gameplay wise. The first Mass Effect had terrible gameplay. Yeah, that's on what I, all like, fronts exactly. And they've it's better. It's arguably that's why it's the first one. Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, people okay. say that the combat is really good and they enjoy it. I could see that it's okay for for other people, but I I really liked the amount of control you had in three, even though it had the old, outdated sticky cover system yeah, now. Yeah. Um, because when I was scoping or something, I wouldn't accidentally pull away from cover and then end up getting shot to hell, which has happened in this a lot to me because I don't know that I'm not in cover anymore. And if, the, if, the, if anything, the enemy radar is awful. It, it must just be fun to watch the bugs and shit just fly out of this game, no? 
Uh, no, no. The, Sorry. I got okay. better. Th- I got better things to do with my time. So okay. we I, should all just wait for RDR two. Well, that thing is just going to get delayed. So so it, we. It's nice to have. They're, they're setting up. Uh, they could be setting up an interesting universe here. Like one. I don't know. One story was just so f- superior to anything that's happening in Andromeda, even though the gameplay sucked. Um, that's mostly what I've been doing. But I also. Tried to watch X-Men Apocalypse again. Not not Pocket good. Sips. I got to the part where Magneto, spoiler, kills a bunch of dudes with a locket. That's a good scene. Uh, which was pretty okay. And then Apocalypse showed up a few minutes later and offered to Sip. custom tailor a suit for him. Yeah, nice. That was his, as that's he d- his power, as, right? As he does. That's what his power is? Measured his inseam. Uh, and then I lost. In- and then I lost interest. I should have just turned it into a fashion, like <laughs> because they because they took him immediately to Auschwitz. America's ex top model, get it? Like yeah. this is where this is the movie X-Men. completely loses me here. They take him to Auschwitz, and uh, we wow. talked about this in the review where we're all like, okay, I guess he read his mind to go there. But this time I watched Storm and Psylocke and Angel to see, you know, director. What do you want these actors on screen to do? And they all looked absolutely lost. Not that like, oh shit, we're in Auschwitz, but what are we supposed to be doing here? Like, I don't know. Are we rolling camera? It's it's a terrible, ter- to reiterate, shitty film. I can't believe I gave that a seven. Yeah, you loved it. I loved it because we were fresh off of BVS, and I needed anything to cleanse my palate on that. Yeah. But that's not a, that's not a good way to... to f- defend my like I, I if i have one regret on this show ladies and gentlemen it is giving a seven out of ten <laughs> to, to X, x-men apocalypse i feel so bad for oscar isaac it, it is a six it's a good thing he was in all that makeup yeah best, i don't recognize you know, him. jesus um and i one last mention i i'm not sure if i brought this up in the past few weeks but i've been watching shameless again like the american version of shameless because it's now on netflix or at least five seasons are what is this show about just a uh, guy? Nope. Uh, well, William H. Macy plays an alcoholic deadbeat dad who oh, has yes, like six kids. Uh. Um, Emmy Rossum plays the oldest daughter who sort of runs the show in the house. They live like in the rundown section of Chicago. They're below the poverty line. Uh, it's it's very entertaining. It it really is. It's like you just want to binge watch the shit out of it. Is this a drama? A dramedy? It's a, it's a, a dramedy. It's a dramedy. It's a dramedy. It's a dramedy. Okay. Um, okay. William H Macy is unbelievable. He's a great actor. People love this show. Like he's it's he's so a heavy good. hitter in it's my opinion. It's so good. Like they just this family can't catch a break, uh, but then they also don't deserve it sometimes. It's a lot this, of sex. Is, I've seen a lot of fucking. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the equal, it's the equivalent of an HBO show. Okay. Um. But I think it was Fucking. on. It was Sorry. on show. No, what? What? I don't remember what network it was on before. Doesn't matter. It's still going apparently. Yeah, yeah. I think people are like rediscovering this show and and kind of like the Breaking Bad effect, where the show didn't really get big until it hit a streaming service. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, now, I, why don't people like the British version? Like, oh, I think the British version's supposed to be good. I've just never watched it. It's only three seasons long, which might end up being better in the long run but it always so that is. means there's like it four is. episodes <laughs> probably probably three seasons three episodes <laughs> <laughs> that's like sherlock yeah uh okay guys i watched a couple of things and i also played horizon zero dawn nice and you spewed rainbows this is one of the best video games 
ever made. Which is slightly different than what I talked about on the show when I mentioned it. Or did I mention it on you the show? You did, yeah. 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 You liked it. You thought it was a cool story. It had some issues, but I'm overall, not far in this. I'm I'm maybe ten hours in, but I'm screwing around a lot. I just I feel like I'm playing the best Jurassic Park game ever. It's a great inter- intro into a brand new franchise. I, I like feel this. like I'm playing an un like the the visual fidelity of an Uncharted game, but a complete open world. I feel like I'm playing an Assassin's Creed game where I'm climbing up these giant creatures and stuff. It is completely unbelievable ready love it you have to play this game at least if at least if you can do the intro and then capture a couple of how much crazy does this game cost mike has it he can I, can I can just lend it to you after scott's done i don't know it was like 70 bucks it's it's incredible this this thing is is just amazing to watch these scary robotic creatures interact with you there's these robotic dinosaurs that have taken over the world but you can like control them or see them you, you have or you have a, a sick bluetooth uh, oh, ear, nice. earpiece that you find and you can kind of see their weaknesses and predict their paths it's like this, uh tom cruise in minority report kind of thing like, yeah sort of with dinosaurs yeah yeah sort of the the sound effects are even better than transformers for me the the, the sound is what's getting me the for sound this game. is pretty great like these these fucked up dinosaur raptor things will jump at you and whir and click and buzz and make all these scary ass robotic clanking noises i feel like i'm playing something genuinely futuristic like I feel this, I feel like this is a game that was made maybe five years from now and brought back. It it, it it's fucking awesome, dude. I feel arrows should do more damage to people, though. I mean, like you can take them out <laughs> with a headshot with one arrow, which yeah. is which is fine. In real these life, are, too. these are arrows that pierce the skin, the hide of metal dinosaurs. They don't really pierce the hide; they knock pieces off to make them more vulnerable. But and then you can smash your spear um, into it, dude. It's so fucking but, uh, awesome. They don't but, hurt people. Well, they they hurt if you headshot someone, it'll kill them in one shot. Otherwise, they're gonna take like. Eight arrows to go down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, that is ineffective. Yeah. How how come in, these one in the middle more resilient than the goddamn robots? Just hit him in the joints. Um, I also watched two movies at the same time. No, I should have done that though. That would be hard. I I, I watched Infernal Affairs. Infernal. Mm. Infernal Affairs. Right. Yes. Like, so this is a Hong Kong uh, action crime. Cops and robbers film affairs. Wait, is this what um, Scorsese? This is the original. The, the, the Departed is a remake of Infernal yeah, okay. Affairs. So this is a 2002 film uh, directed by and- Andrew Lau. So basically, this is a carbon co- like The Departed is a carbon copy remake of Infernal Affairs, just on the other side of the ocean. But but down to I'm not a cop. I'm I'm talking down to like beat for beat and scene for scene. Like there's a cat, like they break open, you know, DiCaprio has a cast in it and they break it open to see if he's got a wire in there. Um, The part where DiCaprio's in the elevator, he gets, the doors are shutting on his legs. Like there's, there's shots in Infernal Affairs that were just lifted whole cloth and dragged and drawn. It was, it, it inspired him. So that's fine. That's 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 a, what a remake <laughs> these, is. These scenes inspire. No, no, him. but that's 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 what a remake is, right? Where you take the same thing and just make it in another language. It's it they it, they literally remade the movie. 
It's a remake. Same studio. No. Same uh, crew. Um, like there's pocket cell phone texting. Like these movies, you couldn't make the Departed or Infernal Affairs now because no one can do the old pocket text. Pocket text. That was screen. the shit, man. That was so dope. That was that was the shit. You can Be- still get a burner with like. I'm thinking. I want. I want a case for my phone that has a one through nine keypad on the back that you can do ABC. Like think about how good you got at that when you had a phone that was just you know like you had to press the button multiple. Kids don't even know what that. But I and I don't you, think a lot of old people know how to like it. It was amazing. We are weird in between generation <laughs> that true. remember sending text messages by pressing um, buttons repeatedly. Oh no, I went past it. I got a, a few more. <laughs> yeah, what was one of them had four letters, right? So like, yeah, there's you the missed w the W. God damn it! You got to press it four more times. <laughs> yeah, Z X Y Z W X Y. Fuck. So this movie has a lot of that, a lot of undercover sweating for these two characters, right? So if you don't know the story of Departed or Infernal Affairs, you have a gangster going undercover, as it were, infiltrating, joining the police academy and becoming a cop. Simultaneously, you have a cop trainee getting booted out of the police force and then going in undercover into that same gang. So you have this weird snake Eating so its own tail. Is the, tone circular. Of this, is the tone of this like made like how different is the tone or the the uh, like ambience or ambiance? It, it, it's very of the, similar. The, it's the, like neo, you know, the different location. I how thought, much is that affected? I thought that this would be much. Maybe this is racist or something, but I thought it would be much more stylized. I thought this Infernal Affairs. I thought it was going to get in a much more John Woo kind of film, and it's it's not. It's just it's, a sort of. It's a straight like crime thriller just like you know hmm. like there's there's shots that are just whole cloth like martin sheen getting dropped off the building and landing right in front of leo and that other guy right like as they're coming up the getting thrown off the roof and stuff like i i, I it made me it, it made me question the departed is a way better movie because infernal affairs the editing is garbage the production quality is dog shit it's the pacing is terrible it's really rough like the editing i can't stress it is so bad hmm. it's so bad um and i like that the fact that departed exists because it's just such an improvement basically taking the seed of this idea and then growing a much more flowery plant out of it but i don't like so departed did the story better but it did the same didn't, story? It didn't do it any different. And I, I, I so don't know what that means. Well, so it just fixed the editing, which you said was the big problem with the <laughs> well, first not one. just so that. There you go. And, and I mean, it, it Americanized it. It set it in Boston. It had yeah, a very yeah. interesting take of turning Costello, Jack Nicholson's character, into like a take on Whitey Bulger, a better take on Whitey Bulger that we got in Black Mass. Yeah. Right, and it's not let's, even. Let's directly, not talk about black. Mass. <laughs> it's not even really playing Whitey Bulger, um, but the most interesting thing I think about Infernal Affairs is so Matt Damon's character, like the equivalent of Matt Damon's character in this movie, right? The gangster who's become a cop. Um, spoilers for Departed. He is that a spoiler? No, it, I'm about to spoil Departed. <laughs> oh, okay. So he, uh, if you remember, he shoots. Jack Nicholson's character, because Jack Nicholson admits that he's an FBI informant this whole time, right? Mm-hmm. And Matt Damon can't believe it. He's been betrayed. What the fuck? So he just fucking caps him. In this, the Matt Damon character is much more, like, villainous and 
there's references to like this line about Caesar and being the king and stuff. So Matt Damon's character almost is using his power in the police force to take over the entire gang, as it were. So that was a more interesting take on hmm. his character. Interesting. Um, but I didn't, I didn't necessarily like Infernal Affairs, guys. So how much less do you like it than uh, the Departed? <sighs> The Departed the Departed is amazing. I I feel kind of I feel kind of trashy when I say Departed is amazing. I feel like that's not it's not like Scar it's not like Scarface levels. No, Departed's pretty badass. It's a but it's not a movie that you can sort of say I I I'm I like fine art and I love like it it is pretty trashy. I mean, you got Jack Nicholson near his height. I know you do, but. It's still kind of, it's very... Matt Damon's really good. It's an amazing movie, don't get me wrong, but it's very consumer-friendly. Like, it's not... It's no Mystic River. So? It's fine. That's... <laughs> I love Departed. <laughs> I love Departed. But Infernal Affairs is, is just a poorly made movie. Hmm. Okay, um, then let's not dwell on it. So I watched another movie... Which was Resident Evil, the final chapter. Oh, The final shit. chapter. So what number is that? The final one. Resident <laughs> Evil 6. Wow. Have it, you seen 1 through 5? I'm about to talk about that. Oh, good. I definitely have. Because, no, I've seen, I think I've seen maybe 1 and 4 or 3. I don't even know. I don't even know. Now, they had did to, that affect, did, you think that hurt your viewing experience? No, and here's why. I'm going to okay. explain it. Um, I, I, this is, that's exactly what I'm going to talk about right now. <laughs> They had a chance to fast and furious the shit out of Resident Evil. They done fucked it up. Wait a minute. When you say fast and furious the shit out of this, please you mean explain that you mean that in a positive way. I mean, you bring a franchise around in the public eye, right? Like, you bring um, respect to a franchise that people ridicule and think is just a joke. Mm-hmm. It can be done, and I think that what you have to do is hire is the rock. Franchise Viagra. Exactly. <laughs> it's the only thing you can do. Um, they didn't do that here. No. Unfortunately, they Big hired. Mistake. They might have tried because they, I don't know who they hired. They didn't. They have never gotten anyone. The for Rock these. is super expensive and super busy, and probably just said, "No, screw this." I bet who, you they asked. Who, I bet you they asked. They probably did. Is it Mila Jovovich in these movies? Yeah. yeah. And her husband is the director, Paul W. S. Anderson, the shitty Paul Anderson, <laughs> the Paul Wiss Anderson, yeah. not Paul West. So this is basically <laughs> Resident Evil: Final Chapter is a TLDR of the entire Resident Evil series. Just oh. essentially boiling it down. The, it, it opens with an agonizing... Is this Umbrella Corporation? Yeah, it opens with like an agonizing five-minute recap of the whole um, Umbrella Corporation story. Last time on Resident Evil. Yeah, and how Mia, Alice, her character, was created and stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure that the last three or four movies have okay. had to do this. Yeah, because the last few have started... My name is Alice. Yeah, every and, single one starts previously with the on, <laughs> and they just recap what just happened because no one remembers and no one cares. Uh, and then we 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 get this shitty agonizing recap when we jump into this Fallout Three kind of wasteland. And this is my favorite part of the movie. It's it feels a little like a Book of Eli. Okay, cool. Fallout Three. We're in Washington D.C. Fallout Six. Yeah, there's like this crazy dragon bug thing that she fights um, at the beginning. Okay, that it, showed up in Resident Evil Five, the video game. The it, first time. it looks okay. All right, it looks really cool. Dragon flying but things. then what happens is these two awesome war rigs come driving into town mad max they look like mad max meets gi joe okay. these these like almost like snowpiercer tank looking things with all these gi joe guns coming out of it and like behind the them punisher or not punisher uh, um 
Judge Dredd. Judge kind Dredd. Of shit. It is Judge Dredd kind of shit. Yes. Big, yes. T- big weird future tank. Capital things. City One. All these people, these prisoners inside of these weird G.I. Joe war rigs fucking barreling down the highway with a gigantic mass of like basically all of Umbrella's zombies they've ever created are just unleashed. And there's just like a million of them. Like it reminds me of um, World War Z. You have a mob, and they're running. Just right? like yeah, it's like a These mob. Are sprinters. Please don't remind me of World War. I'm Z. sorry. You have a giant mob of zombies running behind these two. Book's really good. <laughs> so good. They fucked that up, right? These two war rigs are just essentially leading these giant mobs of zombies, and every time they you sort of want to torture one of their prisoners, they just tie a rope to him, throw you out the back, and make you sort of run behind the war rig with this big mob of zombies chasing after you. That's really fun um why, it's like why do almost, they do it's that? like water skiing yeah, it's just fun it just looks cool it's like they call it grass surfing um, oh, okay um, th- uh, that makes sense it makes it better <laughs> when you call it that they get they film this in south africa so their ponty tower that like so it's a beautiful landscape while yeah. you're grass surfing the um that tower in Chappie that has a hole in the middle it's like that circular yeah. tower in, tower yeah. in johannesburg oh yeah with all the garbage in the middle yeah yeah, yeah. um that thing is like ins- the inspiration for the Judge Dredd peach trees uh, <laughs> tower. That that thing is turned into this awesome fortress, and they're like launching bombs at it and shit. Other than this, Resident Evil's terrible. Yeah, no clue what's happening. Basically, breaking <laughs> breaking into the Umbrella Corporation to destroy it once and for all. They're they're robbing from every other video game movie except for the Resident Evil franchise. This um, is so different from. Oh. And then they, at the end, they undermine the entire franchise by doing this sort of TLDR. Like they, it was a dream? Not really. They, they, they openly are admitting that it, nothing mattered. You could have watched the first movie and then this one and gotten the exact same thing out of it. Perfect. Probably could have just watched this one and gotten e- the exact same honestly, thing. Honestly, no, even that, yeah, because they tell you what happened in the first one. So or you, Yeah, you could just not watch any of them and save yourself some time, watch something good. There's a laser hallway for no reason, guys. So well, That was that, in the first one. It's a throwback. Not, it's not no reason. A, it's a throwback, and B, it's Mila Jovovich. She has you need to see her be bendy. C, it's... Resident Evil was known for its ridiculous traps, so you gotta have... What is Mila Jovovich? She's gonna act for you or something? She Man. is so bad. She is so bad. Lilu she... Multipass? But these movies do well, I guess. Maybe outside <laughs> of... Corbin Dallas. Maybe outside of America. Like, I, I don't think they're do... They they do well overseas, I would imagine. Not. Mila Jovovich, if they you're listening. They make money. I'm, I jest. You are a fantastic thespian. No, she's not. She's not bad. She's also not listening. That's all for me, guys. Should we get on with this? For us. Is there any news? I don't think so. You guys brought some stuff up before we got in here, but I don't, there's nothing of note, right? I uh, forget what we were talking about. I mean, Cable, we have... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Michael J- Shannon. Michael Shannon being considered for Cable, but like that's not real. But no. What do you think about that? Because I love Michael Shannon. I think he's a really... He's a powerhouse but I don't actually I can't see, see him, him as Cable. I, I don't know that I loved him as uh, Zod. Zod. No. You know? I mean, I like him in uh, Midnight Spesh. Yeah, I think he's better I as like a, him. Um, the night before. I don't think... No, what's the... Um, <laughs> I don't think he's like... Storm Fran- one? What's the Storm one? Oh, uh, Take take Shelter. Take, oh, my God. Take, watch. If you haven't seen Take Shelter, folks... Yeah. Yeah, prepare I don't, to, I don't for think Shannon, Shannon to be your new, he's, fa- he's new favorite. He's not a franchise guy, I don't think. He's a real, 
he's done a lot of stage work. It's like, let me go to Sundance every year is yeah, what he's, he's thinking. So it was, it was weird of him to do Zod, but I really don't know. I think I've heard of John Hamm, I think, being considered for Cable. And uh, who's uh, well, Kyle Chandler? I, I could I kind of want him. Who's I, Kyle Chandler? I, I just like him. Well, isn't he the one that was hired originally? Maybe. Who's Kyle Chandler? Please. Uh, he was. What's he did, been in? Did you watch Friday Night Lights? Manchester by the Sea. Wolf of Wall Street. He's the old chap uh, that DiCaprio and uh, Kyle Chandler have that face off on the back of his yacht. Super 8, he's the cop dad. Gotcha. I know exactly who he is. That's who I think. Cable. I think uh, I'm into that. I don't know. I he's not nearly him. big enough. No. And he needs like white hair. What? <laughs> Stephen Lang. Makeup. <laughs> Guys. Should we rocket into space? There's there's a pod coming back from. We got to go catch the incoming return satellite. If we if we miss this, maybe we'll actually save some lives. So we got to <laughs> get up there and catch this thing. It's, Wait, are you teasing spoilers? It's pretty imperative that we intercept this little this tumbling Board satellite game? that does not have any attitude control jets on it of any kind. Uh, well, it, it got hit by space debris. I'm man. sorry. That's ran, true. It ran out of fuel because it was damaged. Let's go up to the International Space Station and play Milton Bradley's Life. Life. in that lab can malfunction. It's on me. Yeah, it's on you. You know, I know at least five guys back home who can do my job. Nobody can do yours except you. We don't know what it is. And you're in there and you're playing around with it like it's your buddy. I'm your buddy. This will never be a controlled experiment. So let's all agree we made our first and last mistake. So that was a clip from Life. The six-member crew of the International Space Station is tasked with studying a sample from Mars that may be the first proof of extraterrestrial life, maybe, which proves more intelligent than ever expected. For real. Bum, bum. <laughs> life is directed by Daniel Espinoza, and it stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds, and Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, this guy did the movie Safe House from 2012, starring oh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. H- have you guys seen that? Yeah. Is um, any good? It's Denzel Washington. It's, it's not and, bad. And Ryan Reynolds. I don't remember. It's, it's not bad. I believe it's on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's worth watching, okay. for sure. Um, so here we are. Alien Covenant doesn't come out until May, and they went and Dante's peaked our ass here. Oh, the with the, like, ping thing well they basically radar machine and we, the, we, we have we have a pair of alien movies 
you know, sort of alien burst out of your chest movies. And uh, this one beat us to the punch. How really? How hard is it to distance this movie from the first Alien movie? Well, for you guys, the guys in our showing behind us—I don't know if you listened to them—we're talking about how they thought this was some sort of tie-in or prequel or sequel to Prometheus or something. Uh, I wanted to turn around and just yell at them, but uh, yeah. So for me, it was no no problem, but others might have some difficulty. That's funny. That's really, that's really good. You should have actually told them that this is. Yeah, this is the first. This, this is, is the first alien episode movie. one. Oh man. So yeah, what what do you guys think of Life Red? What do you got? Um, this movie was uh, more. It did a better job with, uh, you know, it, it is what it set out to be, but it did a better job than I thought it was going to. I saw the trailer and I expected, even though it had uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds, who, you know, I, I really, I think Jake Gyllenhaal has been doing, has done some great movies and I think Ryan Reynolds is very entertaining. I don't know if he's a, the best actor. I think he just plays himself or different versions of mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. Um, but I thought the effects were great. I thought the story was really um, exciting. It was very, you know, it was gripping. It was... Uh, sort of edge of your seat pretty quickly. It, it took a little while to get rolling. Um, and the catch bit at the beginning was a little bit, uh, you know, the movie starts off a little bit hokey, but, uh, I felt like it got rolling right away. I like, I, I liked, uh, <clears throat> on the whole. Yeah. I think it was very, I very enjoyable. And, uh, but it is very similar in tone. A lot of the time, you know, it's dark and, you don't, uh, they don't hammer on the, uh, alien close-ups and stuff. You know, you're, you're trying to catch glimpses of it here and there. Yeah. It's getting teased. Yeah. It's dark and, uh, atmospheric. Um, so pretty well done actually, I have to say. Okay. Red seems to be digging it. Mike, I'm on board for this film. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, have you been on board for like 1,000 days consecutively breaking the Guinness world record? Oh, of course, Did you just do man. better up here? Okay. You know, that's that's just how I roll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw the trailer. I was intrigued and saw, I guess, the more recent trailer a couple months ago, the Super Bowl trailer, which showed a bit of the alien in it or something. Was super into it. Went to the film. Not really sure what to expect. I didn't have high expectations of it. It just I thought I would be entertained at least. And I definitely was that in a little more. Uh, I thought the alien was super cool. A, a, an interesting design. Kind of like a... a, a like a beta fish? Yeah. I was going to say a flying like reptile in space. It, it had that sort of like mentality. An, it's like, pa- like a it's like, monitor lizard crossed with a beta fish. Yeah. It's like Patrick... From SpongeBob SquarePants, <laughs> yeah, but, basically, but, but terrifying and evil. Yeah, basically looks exactly like um, that. I was horrified, like from the 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 first. We know things go down. Uh, spoiler alert: there are a couple of deaths in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know that's going to happen from the very first death. It is so horrific. It's not the most gory death I've ever seen, but it is a horrific death. Yeah, the sound effects are great, and it. That just set the tone for the rest of the film for me, just knowing that something like this could happen. Mm-hmm. Anytime the alien got near somebody, 
I was just like, oh shit. And that like, and that what? and that first death. If you've seen the trailer, you know that it's it's the one dude who's got his arms through the the glass and he's examining on the test tube, baby. That that looks like this is our first victim, right? When you're watching the scene play out, but it, it there is a nice reversal of who's sort of in the chamber. They sort of switch places with another character. Oh, don't give too, don't give it away. We're not gonna get there yet, but I do I do like that reversal on the sort of. They they twist it up on the first to go, in, in, in what you've seen in the trailers and stuff. Um, but yeah. it is it, there, there's a lot of problems with predictability in this movie. Yeah, but they, they hit those notes so well. Uh, I've read a lot of different uh, opinions over the past couple of days on the film. Some people absolutely hated the way it ended. I actually really enjoyed that. Some people just thought it was a little too paint by numbers as far as a thriller goes. But again. I'm okay with that because they did it in a competent way and I was thoroughly entertained the entire time. So I like this movie. It's not a masterpiece, but I quite like this movie. Yeah, I ate a bag of popcorn. You know. Yeah. And and you didn't get a complimentary ticket because of some projector fuck up. Do you want to hear actually? Come on. Okay, so I feel like this experience has was... Cineplex, the universe is letting Cineplex redeem itself because every point of contact that I had with Cineplex was absolutely perfect. Okay, okay. Everything that anyone said to me was like with a smile. They said all their lines. The guy that took my ticket was grinning. Like, you know, the people at the counter, they opened up another till just for me. Oh, come on. Oh, do you want butter? No, thank you. But still, thank you for asking. It was... Perfect. And the sounds, sound was perfect. Sounds. The guy even came in. You know how the person walks down to the front and like adjusts stuff? He turned it even up for us. Ooh. Okay. I mean. So it's a big shout out from Red right there. Nice. Way to go, Cineplex Esplanade. <laughs> Upping your game. Um, okay. <clears throat> so this movie, I, I, I had a good time. I don't think it's a very good movie. Hmm. Because... It's just leaning on so many things that are so familiar to us. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's doing anything interesting from a character perspective. But I had a good time. Um, yeah, I agree with you. You know, the opening shot really, really took me up. Right, I was at eleven coming right in here. Gravity style shots, where I'm thinking. Like, the same kind of shot where this opening object is flying at you, right? And we have the International Space Station coming out of the shadow of the Earth. Um, <laughs> Red's doing weird space moves right now. With his, <laughs> my pop filter is the Canada arm. With his pop filter. Actually, that's one of my notes. Um, I don't want to... The Canada arm is, is, is in this movie. Is it a spoiler to say that Ryan Reynolds... The Canadian Operates on, on the, the cast Canada. gets to operate the Canada. I do like what you're saying right now. I'm pretty sure he. I'm not sure that's a, a spoiler since it happens two minutes into the film, like immediately, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, we, we we open on this beautiful space station. It looks a lot like Gravity. This long, continuous, flowing shot. We're getting introduced to everybody. You said it takes a while to get into this. I don't think. Like, I didn't feel that way because I felt like they just threw us into the middle of. The I meant more the horror side of things. Sure thing. Um, I, I think I, it I, takes a while to get into the horror. I don't yeah, because it kind of looked like a floppy baseball mitt. 
crossed with a like flower petal for a little while. And <laughs> even as it scary as it was, until it looked like really cool and was like flying it around. It wasn't scaring you yet? Yeah, okay. Um but I, I, I did appreciate the fact that this movie throws you into the action right away. We're 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 two minutes into the movie and we're already in the middle of the retrieval operation. Right, we're we're not we're not setting up like all right, guys. Here's the mission. We're launching in five weeks. Let's go down to Cape Canaveral. Let's get ready for the mission. Training montage, everybody. Like we have none of that shit, right? This yeah. movie doesn't mess around. It's only like an hour and thirty six minutes or something <clears throat> like that. So we we I, I did like the fact that we're in the mission already, and the the creature or what have you. This this retrieval pod is already on board within the first five minutes, and and we're already studying it. And we're already looking at little petri dishes. We're 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 moving quickly. It the was, thing grows pretty quick. Yeah, it becomes an uh, <clears throat> a, let's say nuisance pretty uh, pretty right and, away. And I thought that th- there was in its lifespan, it grows quick. The opening shot where you'll grab her arm. Oh, are we going to catch this thing? This of course we're going to catch. Ryan Reynolds is so fucking dreamy and awesome. He's he's going to catch. He's such <laughs> he's maverick. He's a hot shot. He's going to get this. Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal space docked and <laughs> caught it between the two of them. So using the cannon arm, we capture this this pod that was landed on Mars that may have alien life on it. <clears throat> if only Ryan Reynolds was less skilled and cool and hip. And he just missed the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. Or the cannon arm wasn't so awesome and it broke. Or and something. it just busted off. Life, the short film. Hey, there may if, have been life there. We don't know. What if it actually... I what? Here's my theory. Not a Mars creature. It came from the somewhere. asteroid that they impacted? Bingo. Somewhere else. I Nailed like it. it. Okay. Nailed it. There you go, Michael. Okay. It's actually an interstellar creature. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's possible. One there of them. One of the characters has, <laughs> Crack a, the case. has a theory that maybe this is... These creatures are what wiped out Mars. But there's no evidence. Like, that's, she's, a, that's a she's, she's, she's just spitballing. Like, there's actually no evidence in the film. I have evidence, actually. But whenever a character spitballs a theory in a movie, that's just a, a lazy way for the screenwriter to sort of say, this is, this is probably the best yeah. interpretation. Like, Yeah, I guess that's Occam's razor. So we, we, we open on this awesome retrieval sequence, and then we got to get to know our characters a little bit. So we got a little Skype sequence, right? We get we get to talk to the kids. They're asking what it's like up there. Bare minimum of character development here. Like We, we watch uh, Hiroyuki Sonata's character watching. He's having a new baby. Is that his, that his name, birth. Hiroyuki Sonata? Yeah. Sonata. To me, he's always just Ujio from The Last Samurai, so hmm. he's the best character in I think his character is named Sho. He has a new baby, which is a nice sort that of... That would suck to be away from your family during for that, that but yeah, also you're in you're space. In space. <laughs> and the symbolism of you know, having this life? newborn baby coming into the world and life. what's about to be birthed on the space station. Yeah, it's all about life. Um, yeah. The, the character development in Kong Skull Island was really bad, and I think this is just as bad, maybe worse. I didn't even feel like Jake Gyllenhaal. Who I, I, I you forget he's even in this at certain points. Yeah, he's supposed to be he's the just, disaffected, just doesn't like Earth anymore guy. So yeah, it, like, so his arc airy. makes like his arc makes sense, I guess. He, but no, it doesn't. He reads Good Night Moon, Good Night 
chair, good night, cow jumping over the fucking air. Like, I don't know. He So people aren't allowed to read a book? No, I just, <laughs> his... It's a heavy moment. He just He's given nothing to work with, right? Like, yeah, he, he no, has, he's it. trying. He is. Everyone kind of is. It's a charming, beautiful... It's a fun popcorn... Great looking you know, cast, right? Horror movie. Is it, as you said, a masterpiece? Nope. Um, so the the mantra of this creature what what is it? It's it's all brain, all eye, all all, all brain, all muscle. So the creature all, the creature does not have a mantra, and that phrase is is said once by a <laughs> scientist. But yes, well, that's sort of what the designers of this creature. Just hammer home. Yeah. All brain, all eye, all muscle. That, 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 the, the idea of that is what you can tell the designers just said, like, run with that. But that, not even hammer that, that idea what's home. What's the, uh, the line before that basically explains it better. It's that, talking like, about how it's every, not... every part can do everything. Yeah. Like, it's basically like, uh, you know, a, this blob that can reshape itself any way that it, pleases that it needs and, to. and any part of it can do you know anything yeah it's, it's like it's not mr a, it's elastic not, or mr fantastic it's not a piece of a larger animal it's a larger creature made up of the same pieces like yeah over and over yeah as like many that. as many pieces as gather or whatever um it's so crazy i think it's time to spoil The fact that the cast is listed as and Ryan Reynolds. So this is your Steven Seagal executive decision kind of effect, right? Where clearly this big time actor who's listed in the and section of the credits, they're the first to go. They right? don't have a long runtime. No. no, on screen. So Ryan Reynolds is the character who swaps in, save our boy, who's paralyzed, which is an interesting little backstory to have for this one guy yeah literally explored no relevance whatsoever yeah not played enough and really sort of i felt like a lazy device for them to rely on later uh yeah well that's the only reason they had it was so that they could use his legs or his, this that he doesn't have any trojan horse it yeah. felt like like it, we're in spoilers right we absolutely are. So it felt like they were having like a writer's workshop and they were trying to figure out a way to end it. And they were like, what would be the best place it could hide where they would never look? And then the one guy's like, well, it would be like on one of them. But how would they ever not notice that it was on one of them? And then one's like, well, what if he was just, you know, he was paralyzed the whole time? Like, oh, that's we don't have time for any better ideas. Yeah, that it does seem like <laughs> a, go lot, with that. a lot of laziness just to move this story along. Um, and Ryan Reynolds' death, he horrific. Gross. It, it is pretty horrific. The, the, the film goes overboard to sell the intelligence of this creature, I think. Actually, it wasn't the death, it was the aftermath, and the sound effects of the aftermath. It, it is intense. So Ryan Reynolds, he can't, he's trying desperately to stop this fucked up starfish from crawling into his mouth. It looks like he's going to tear his own face off in the process. Because the thing's so sticky. Like, if it touches it, you can't get it off. And it's inside of you, and you're just horrified as to where it's going to come out of his body. Crawling down your throat. Your toast. It just basically devours you. Well, yeah, he's eating, basically eating him from the inside. Getting some protein going. Which, 
It's That's gross. so horrific. It it is pretty nasty. It does earn its R rating kind of well, I guess. See, I think I I like this movie as much as I did because for me, if we're making the alien comparison, I was never as scared of the aliens as I was the facehuggers. They're the much scarier creature because they're small, they can hide, they're harder to see, and then if they get to you, they're not going to kill you right away. They're just going to plant an alien inside you, and then you have to deal with that shit as it breaks out from inside your chest. Yeah. Like, this is... That's why I don't... I find this horrifying. Because it's essentially um, an alien movie just about a face hugger. Yeah. (laughs) Which is kind of, I guess, a neat idea. And and it would have been cool if they made an alien movie that that's all that, that they were fighting the whole movie. It was just one face hugger crazy um but the film to me goes way out of it like it goes out of its way over and over and over to to really hammer home how smart calvin our alien is dubbed calvin after calvin one out of forty three thousand elementary schools calvin coolidge elementary right (laughs) okay great hooray so we name him calvin and the movie just goes so out of its way to to hammer home how intelligent Calvin is and how he can, he's a problem solver. He can like use tools to pierce gloves and slip out. And, and when, when the alien starts having like detailed knowledge of the schematics and design of an, of a space station and how an engineer, like oh, how it knows where to go through pipelines and stuff, like it didn't. I, I guess it's attracted to the fuel or whatever. Yeah, right? like it didn't. It didn't short out the communications array on purpose or anything. It just drank yeah. the coolant because it needed okay. sustenance. Like fine, I just I felt like this this thing was the the directors really want us to know. It's like this thing is smart, you know. This thing is smart. It reminds it me was. of how it worked. Do you remember how the Raptors in Jurassic Park were just so sold as these like clever girl. clever thing? Like I just I don't know. Um, well, Calvin was really smart, man. It had to be smart He's to all brain. be scary. He's all brain, all eye, all muscle, as you like to remind yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. And my personal most horrifying death in the movie, definitely the character Kater- Katerina, the Russian girl, who has... Drowns her, in the coolant. Her entire suit completely filled with coolant, which is, again, this is... Is this Calvin just being attracted to the fuel, or is he trying to sabotage her suit because he knows how it's engineered? Well, like, he also knows ridiculous. she's food. He's he also knows that she is food, so he's like <clears throat> trying to keep the food and eat it as fast as he can. No, he's just trying to kill her in a horrific way so that it's scary in a movie. Oh, the the fu- the coolant isn't his fault. That's the jetpack leaking because she got smashed or something, right? Well, I don't, I don't know. That was I think that was Calvin clawing around on her suit this is what i'm talking about where the movie's trying to sell him as this problem solver you know and this terrifying you know jason kind of relentless force that will just get to you no matter what but you're in an enclosed space essentially and they try and overcome that like that sequence he comes out of the the coolant pipe because he's trapped in there but it's it seems like like he he escaped into that section and that he gets out But he just latches on to another live being. Like it doesn't seem to me like he's ste- like he knows she's got to go back inside too. I assume at that point because he's encountered them inside a pressurized space and he knows how yeah. fragile they are. Yeah, I just but I don't think he's trying to kill her. 
I don't he's know just, what he's trying to do. Well, he might be trying to kill her, but I don't think he's he tried to drown her in coolant. He's trying to eat everyone. Yeah, he's just trying to eat. Um, he's like he went into a McDonald's and the burgers are fighting back. <laughs> well, I think he's trying to eat, but I also think it's a little malevolent. And thinking about this film, uh, I'm pretty sure it's all of our fault. Yeah, well, they woke him up. Well, they, that like he was having a great snooze, right? Why did we shock him? Well, so stupid. Well, let's yeah. just use so electricity. Actually, how did they gather this samples? Like, let's think about this. The, the rover? Calvin the, came from... Mars. Like, like Mars samples? Soil. Yeah. So just, like, all the dirt on Mars is Calvin? <laughs> yeah. It's everywhere. It's possible. Just no matter what, you just grab a random rock and Calvin will be there. Um, Because nothing... Like, Calvin doesn't... It's caressing the dude's finger off the start. Like, it seems... It's Pretty. probably taking in, like, thermal energy. They should have had Spaceman Spiff in this. Well, it seems like he's... Calvin? <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been amazing. But Bill Waterson won't give the rights out because... Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to carry on. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so it seems like uh, like there's nothing malevolent about this thing until you shock it. So the dude, like, shocks it, and out of reflex, it fights back. Yeah. He doesn't, and then he latches oh, on. That's he, a possibility too. He, he, la- Good he, one. he latches on to Ryan Reynolds' leg, but he's not doing anything to Ryan Reynolds. And then he starts to burn it off, and it runs away and hides. And then he starts to try and kill it even more. Before that, so you want to give Calvin a chance? Well, and before that, he, he went. Does. He's, he, he went into the mouse cage. Sympathetic to Calvin, and it was Calvinist. It was mimicking the way the mouse was smelling him. He it didn't do anything until the mouse tried to bite him. So okay. all of these are reflexes. So it's encountered nothing but hostility from us. Yeah. And they even so, explain, you know, what's the primary instinct of uh organism? Survival. That's all that's yeah. all that Calvin's trying to do. Don't take it personally, guys. So, well, I get it. In defense of Calvin. So I th- I think Michael Lind. Well, I think Honestly, there's clues in this showing that maybe this could have gone very differently, but we immediately, like, the shock set it off, but then we immediately started to try and kill it. Well, no, then we bust out those awesome oxygen torches. The candles that it wraps around. Those are amazing. Is, 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 is that what I'm getting? Those pump out oxygen or yeah, something? Yeah, they create oxygen. Yeah. So they look like these cool flashlight wands with that you smash open this glass like a tube. glow stick yeah but it it starts emitting oxygen so some of the characters in this movie they'll go into a compartment of the space station that has no atmosphere in it but you can pump out these fumes and breathe i don't know so yeah, so i have a question the convenient again <laughs> would this have made the movie better for you if it was a Cloverfield movie because it, to me, oh. it ties in perfectly with. Oh it. my god! <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I stay for the credits? Can I just put my own Cloverfield stinger well, on this? Because well, to me, uh, that it ties in perfectly with the Cloverfield universe. I didn't stay after the credits. Is there anything? No, I don't think there isn't. Well, there might be. No, there, there. We can get to the, the ending um, because before we get there, Jake Gyllenhaal just has to sell his character just enough, right? Just enough. Oh, remember earlier when I said I just want to live in space forever? Let me be the one let, to... Let me take it to dark Take space. one for the team. I'll be the fucking guy who... In every movie, someone has to stay with the bomb or 
stay behind to press the manual control, like man- or try and do that, like in Kong Skull Island <laughs> against the Dino. Yeah, and just get smacked into the fucking side of a cliff. Yeah, I love it. Um, I just, I kind of, I kind of bought it when Jake Gyllenhaal says, "I don't want to go back down to those eight well, he's billion, yeah. eight billion motherfuckers yeah. or something." Yeah. He's, com- he's complained a few times about them through the movie, so uh, so can you guess what happens next? And this I is where bet the, you can. This is where the movie has some similarities to Gravity, right? Now this space station's blowing up, and we got a crash. Like it's it's about getting back to Earth safely without Calvin. How do we guarantee? So why didn't Jake Gyllenhaal set like automatic control just to set his course in just into the sun. Like well, you don't need to, to control it manually because obviously fucking no, Calvin, to. it was that there was like a, an impact or an explosion no, or something. Well, the, right? the idea is Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm going to get into an escape pod and I'm going to let Calvin hop in there with me mm-hmm. as bait. Right. Then I'm going to deactivate the, uh, the autopilot and I'm going to go to manual control so that I can just steer us into the damn sun well, he just had to get us not. He had to get not into Earth's orbit, like think, not into a. I think the orbit. issue is that programming a course would take a lot of time. Yeah, so he didn't have time to set up it's the program. Just he just had to so, pull up for like seven. It's seconds. just so predictably obvious when the first time that we interact with Calvin, he's fucking around with a guy's hand, right? He's he's manipulating a dude's hand and just busting it up and breaking his fingers. So, of course, Calvin's just going to just rip Jake Gyllenhaal's hands off the controls. And we know where this is going. And then Rebecca Ferguson's pod, she's going to make it... You got to make it safely to Earth and warn the others and tell everybody what happened. Well, we got a Twilight Zone switcheroo. (laughs) We ended up with um, uh, the mist ending. We, we do kind of have a missed ending. No, um, no. <laughs> what Despite I the being predictable, I do. I, I really like. I do like it. Right? Do you guys agree that it's? Oh just, yeah, yeah. Because it was water, right? And they were. You're just. Oh yes. Well, now it's an abyss prequel or something, or it's now it's a, a Cloverfield spinoff. But yeah, it, this works in like an a horror movie way in a very pulpy sort of cheesy horror movie way you have this final scare at the end where you sort of give a middle finger to your audience almost like you want a happy ending no you you don't get it uh it's fun i really like that it's like a pulpy like you said i really like the way this ended um it was satisfying yeah it's delightfully dark right delightfully because calvin seemed like he would like the way he looked which i know he can change but there must be some sort of DNA programming for why he looked that way, but he's an ocean creature. Like he has tentacles yeah. and like fins and stuff. He's gonna be so at home in the ocean and enormous. Yep. Oh my god. He's a crack. I, I, I literally I, just gonna eat everything. Like everything. There's uh, there's got to be some point where it'll stop growing though, right? Well, Maybe don't not. Never. You know what happens when you assume. That's true. Yeah, he's going to eat everything, and it's going to become, like, dead rising. And then we'll be, it'll be like Mars. And now yeah. all the dirt will be it's, Calvin it's a, again. I mean, the ending works because it's sort of like out, out of the frying pan into the fire kind of situation, right? You have Perpetuate that, the cycle. You have that one final scare. Um, and then the movie is, 
I think being kind of playful with it because it's it's ending on this horrific moment. Jake Gyllenhaal's trapped inside of the capsule, and how is he still alive? Like, I'm surprised I don't know. that Calvin didn't kill him. But honestly. Calvin looks enormous at that point, right? He's probably eaten half of Jake Gyllenhaal's body or well, something. I think he, it looks like he just changed. He just for, went, for impact. He just webbed up. Yeah. yeah, he just webbed up into the thing. He but, did that cool thing that like. And yeah, he thought he was eating him, but really he was. But we know we know where this is going. As soon as the camera starts pulling up to the side of the capsule, we know that fucking Calvin's in there, um, and the movie plays it in a in a fun, playful way by throwing like I think it's "Spirit in the Sky" is the track that yeah. goes over the the credits. Like it it shifts in tone completely right at that final moment to a total just B movie. It's a fun movie. Not a serious movie, but Kong Skull Island's a better, fun, it, yeah, pulpy but, monster. Yeah, movie. but that's a monster movie. This is a space alien movie. Uh, I, I, I overall, I didn't like the look of this movie in it, like at all. I thought it was pretty ugly. I thought that it was just brown and dull and just silver and brown and none, none of it looked good for me. Um, the alien had a cool design. The characters were weak. Um, some of the tech was weak too. Yeah, how so? Um, like the the, I really didn't like the uh, display of the like uh, scanner scanner where they could see the alien. Yeah, oh, that was they had super those, dumb. Like, they were weird, like peg bodies. Right, I just didn't like that. That was weird. Well, they put that into the movie purely. So, so Jake Gyllenhaal and I invented these. What the fuck are you talking about, Jake? What? See these little coin things you can just stick to your body, and then you have sort of VR tracking of everyone on the ship. Of course, Calvin's going to eat one of those. Like it's just a way for us to get a tracking device onto Calvin. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way people look on there is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I'm 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 not going any higher than a seven out of ten on this thing. You're going to give it the same score as Apocalypse. That that's, that doesn't that's, that's not fair. We can't. Get into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that. uh, what have I done? Yeah, I can't I can't I can't give this any higher than a seven. I kind of honestly want to give it a six and a half. Um, but it, it, it is better than that. The, the thrills, and I, I was white knuckling for yeah. a lot of this, especially when, uh, Hironuki Sonata, when he, when he's, when he's getting fucked around in that, in the bottom of that capsule, when, when the, you, you, the communications cut off to earth, kind of a good idea. I like the way that does, that affects the story because yeah, we really don't, emphasizes we, that closed quarters and we don't know what earth's response is at all to yeah, this situation. Yeah. Right, so when 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 we think help is arriving, but it turns out to be just this weird, this this you know firewall pushing three. them farther Tug, away, this tugboat that's going to be pushing them into space. Um, that whole sequence was super fucking edgy or seat. But was that actually <clears throat> accurate, or don't, doesn't it open up at one point and like Calvin's in there just mangling them? Well, they they like. Um, show he opens up the yeah he opens the cap. and they're all like no 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 like you can hear people on the inside yeah. saying you fucking asshole oh right because it's uh it's the japanese guy right yes. i don't i god knows why that thing wasn't just automated yeah why would you send anyone up there but okay <laughs> yeah. um but yeah like the lame stuff aside that i've listed is totally like they, they didn't send it up that was already that was another space station in orbit was already that okay was up there yeah yeah the the, the the action and just the, the the suspense is so well executed that I'm 
willing to forego a lot, a lot of lame shit that is so recycled. Um, It could have been a disaster. What do you think? um, I'm, I think I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm between the six and a half, seven. I, um, Michael was going to influence me, but if I have to make up my own mind, like, uh, oh, an adult, (laughs) then I'm That's not what you do on this show. (laughs) Yeah. I think I'm going to also go seven just because it was really, like I said, gripping, I think is the word for me. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, uh, exciting. You know, I, I have the the scenes with the red lights flashing and the sound effects of the, the thing like turning Jake Gyllenhaal or Ryan Reynolds insides to mashed potatoes yeah that's horrible just and you can see his whole shoulders all collapsed later yeah, and when like, they keep showing him floating around his and body has been like like there's nothing left of his the the core of his body like he's been eaten away inside uh, yeah, so yeah um, I liked the effects. I liked the depiction of the space station. Um, some of the stuff was a bit convenient. Uh, some of the stuff was a bit lazy. But, uh, you know, like you said, that being the case, it was still really fun. So I got to give it a seven. Mike. This is an honorary Cloverfield movie for me, so it's a seven and a half. Oh, nice. You, can, you can't just slap the... Cl- yes, I can. Sure Don't can. tell me what to do. Okay. Yeah, I, I know that the, the, the 20th Century Fox is doing that, but you can't do that. Of course I can. Man, that would be really... That, if they knew going in what we've got right now with Split coming out and Cloverfield, I think... Building their own sort of uh, cool little universe. But the, like I think uh, the screenwriters of Deadpool did this. Rhett Reese and oh, did they Wernick or something? Yeah, they they wrote this and they have sequels in mind. Well, I I would love to see a sequel. Honestly, this <clears throat> giant sea creature alien would be how much can it eat? It'd yeah. be kind of awesome. It's very and I'm a big fan of uh, Lovecraftian horror mm-hmm. and just the creature design, like this dormant space being that's now found its way to Earth and is it's just a, all like weird and gigantic gummy. Candy, which yeah. you you were eating gummies when you saw this. Is yeah, Swedish berries, not Swedish fish, though. That would have been really on the nose. <laughs> or those little sharks. <laughs> yeah, they only they don't sell those otherwise. Yeah, like I, I was know. I was thoroughly entertained for this whole movie, and as I said, it's short. It's only just over an hour and a half, so they mm-hmm. don't. Nothing is superfluous in this. It's just hey, here's where we're at. Let's catch this disc that's flying in space. Let's take some shit out. Oh crap! There's an alien. Yeah. Oh what? no! We might have accidentally killed it. Oh shit! It's back alive. Uh, Earth. Literally the end. That that's the movie in twelve <laughs> seconds. Um, this is a total airplane movie. Check it out. It's in theaters now. Let us know if you agree or disagree with our takes. Verticalviewing at gmail dot com. That is our review of life in general, guys. <laughs> just just being alive. And terrible title. Terrible yeah. title. Yeah. But it's, still, you know, I, I don't know. It's still way better than the game, the board game. It is better than the serial as well. Yeah, the movie does not explain it it, it talks about life just having the will to survive. Well it's the extraterrestrial that's, life. Oh, fuck. Fuck that. Jurassic Park, you might as well call it life. Jurassic Life. J five. I just Wrapped a life, yo. Call it something else, yo. Next week on the show, we are reviewing Ghost in the Shell. I am so worried about this. We all are. We hope that it's good. 
It's not going to be. Uh, I don't think it is. It'll be a long shot. But let's hope it is, guys. We want it to be because the original as, is so sick. As long <sighs> as I'm not giving it a four out of ten, I think I'll be yeah. happy. We, we might be at that. Like it, this might be a debacle. What is it? Well, we'll have a conversation about what it needs to do different to give it a good score. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what critics do. I think critics are going to just slaughter this thing. Uh, but we'll see, guys. Next week. Where can we find you on the internet? I'm on Twitter at Jared underscore Sergeant. Real. Uh, I'm I'm on Twitter at uh, Michael R. Lind. I'm Not much happens there. On but... Letterboxd at M. Lind. Ah, uh, you know, honestly, just straight up right now, I'm not doing much on either of those. It's all good. I plan on it, but I'll let you know on the show when I start <laughs> taking off with that, so then you can I'll check me out. I'll stop asking you. <laughs> uh, you could follow me on Twitter, at ScottWilsonBC, that's with two L's. The show, you can always find on Twitter, at Vertical Viewing, on Instagram, at Vertical Viewing Podcast, staying real as fuck over there with our dark tower coverage waiting what, what? for waiting for an official trailer hoping it's good hoping Wait, it's good i think the official trailer is dropping at the end of the month mm. i don't even know if i want to watch it mm, you might i this, might just reread the book this might be your big disappointment of the year so who knows uh oh we didn't talk about the justice league trailer sorry that's what we were gonna talk about. we're not we're not gonna ever and here we've done it so there we go check we talked about it it was mentioned <laughs> Um, yeah, we can mark it off. We yep. can put it, it on. The, on it's the, been mentioned on the company credit card. Yeah. Uh, verticalviewing at gmail.com is where you can find us. Verticalviewing.com. Click the donate button. Help us keep the lights on, everybody. You know, help us. I can see, see these movies and have a website for you. And I can see pretty well in the dark, but you know, movies cost money. The internet costs some money. Mm-hmm. Those things need to stay on, everybody. We, we need- can uh, offset the cost of. Keeping the lights on around here. Uh, donate PayPal. It's what you want to do. Verticalviewing.com. Yeah, on our website. Or, or what? There's something called Patreon.com slash Vertical Viewing. You could sign up and become a helium. No, hydrogen. Hydrogen, helium, or lithium. $1, $2, $3. Helium, hydrogen, or lithium. More. Helium, hydrogen, helium, lithium. And that Patreon is just going to start exploding with the exclusive content for the people that... Mm-hmm. Like to help us out with a monthly pledge. Let us know what you want. Yes, actually, perfect. Your voice will be heard. <clears throat> yes, because if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can direct the show. Exclusive content just for you. Back episodes. Like we said, you can listen to our Nightcrawler episode. Episode one, when this wasn't even called Vertical Viewing. Oh, yeah, we were the Splice. We were the Splice podcast or the Splice cast. Still a good name, in my opinion. Splicing, spliced it up. You're going there. Uh, you can become a. We prefer lithium level subscriber if you want three dollars per month. Choose the uh, element that you're most comfortable. Works with. for you. And we thank our very generous patrons, Martin and Chris. Thank you very much. Uh, is there anything else, guys? Do you have? Uh, do you have anything else to say? I mean, you, the show's always available, of course, on iTunes, Google Play, I mean, Stitcher. Yeah. Can Calvin be killed? Yeah, he doesn't see... He seems like... Like, maybe, uh, he can't be burned. They couldn't, like, cut him or anything. Or I guess they didn't really try to pierce him, but they tried to... Uh, 
He's, like piercing him would do nothing. Right? He, he's, he's like, just like Bruce, Jello. Yeah. Bruce Willis and Unbreakable, right? He's this sort of impenetrable. He's like, oh, he's so, the blob. So, is, so he is, is he? It's totally the blob. Is he fucked then? If he's like Bruce Willis in Unbreakable, because he landed in a bunch of water. No, I think they said at one point that water is like a really good fuel for him. So that's why when he landed in water, I was like, it's his on. He's he's gonna he's keep like, it. That's like landing in a puddle of food. He's gonna keep it vertical, isn't he? Um, well, his size is going to keep it vertical. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know what the criteria <laughs> are for, these, for coming up with these is anymore.